Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome in, everyone, to the Super Bowl Early Edge Mega Preview Part 1 presented by BetMGM. Let's bring in the guys, RJ and Mikey. It's great to be back on with a couple of experts who really dominated last week, I got to say. You know, Mike hit everything. I think RJ hit everything, too. I'm the only one with any blemishes from championship weekend. And before we dive into the Super Bowl and the props and the total, I want to just get a quick takeaway from each of you on the AFC title game. And RJ, I'll start with you. Yeah, incredible job by the Chiefs defense once again. Um, you know, this Baltimore offense, very strong, been been throwing and, and running the ball, and they just shut them down. I mean, you look at the box score, you would typically look at a box score like this where the Chiefs had 4.4 yards per play, Baltimore had 5.9, and think the Chiefs were unlucky to uh, to or the Baltimore's unlucky to to lose this game the Chiefs should have lost but watching that game I mean there was no chance the Ravens were winning that game but the Chiefs dominated uh, even with that low yards per play it was really about Mahomes um, you know completing completion after completion picking up first downs um, you know outgained them in first downs 22 to 16 and yeah so the fumbles hurt hurt uh, the Ravens that Lamar pick in the end zone obviously did them in but really it was just a very impressive performance by the Chiefs they're they're much better right now than they were in the back half of that the, of the season, the regular season in the second half. In almost first two drives, Patrick Mahomes was hitting guys who weren't really open. I mean, Kyle Hamilton was had good coverage. You know, you saw the accuracy. You saw the ball go exactly where it needed to go. And on the other side, you saw Legereus Need and O.J. McDuffie just blanketing those Ravens receivers and Lamar holding the ball, holding the ball, holding the ball, waiting for someone to come open. I thought he should have run more. Uh, those were kind of my two biggest takeaways uh, about the game. Mike, let's let's get yours. Yeah, I mean, I think that you can always talk about how good Kansas City's defense has been uh, throughout this stretch. They definitely showed up and played a great game defensively there. Uh, some of that was Baltimore's doing, um, for sure, in terms of the way they attacked that game. I thought the more interesting thing was is once Kansas City got up by 10, uh, they really didn't try to do a whole lot. Uh, it was pretty clear that Andy thought that 10 points was definitely – too big of a deficit for the Ravens to come back on, uh, given what he'd seen through some of that uh, portion of the game. So that part was a little interesting to see, but Patrick Mahomes did what he needed to do. The thing for Kansas City is they only had to be great for a half there. Uh, they really didn't do anything in the second half, didn't really have to do much in the second half. So we'll see what they can do against uh, the 49ers. I was a little disappointed with the way Kansas City was able to run the football. The Baltimore Ravens were not great against the run. Uh, at least that's 
what we believed heading into this game. Kansas City really didn't have enough success on the ground. Uh, it was just a strong, strong individual effort between Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey in, in the first, you know, 25 minutes of the game. And interesting to see Patrick Mahomes saying it's okay to punt, it's okay to take a sack, uh, you know, and we'll see if they can hold to that similar type of game script against a more explosive 49ers offense. And looking at the second game, the NFC title game, the thing that jumped out to me, guys, is the 49ers defense has not been the same down the stretch. 23rd, I read, in EPA per play since week 13. And what the Lions were doing was very impressive. And, you know, you can talk all you want about the fourth down calls. I don't mind going for it on fourth down. The thing that was obscene was calling, was running the ball on third and goal uh, and, and wasting a timeout when you could have had some drama. We could have had amazing drama of the 49ers needing a first down uh, to prevent the ball, to prevent the Lions from getting a last shot. Uh, RJ, let's go back to you on the NFC title game. Yeah, these the 49ers for the regular season look far and away the best NFC team, but that hasn't been the case in the playoffs. They're just, you know, barely scraping by in these games. Uh, probably could have, could have, or even should have lost both games with how they performed. <clears throat> nice comeback for them in the second half here uh, offensively, so they got it together. Um, and these these two games are at home. Now they're on a neutral field here. They haven't had to go away from, from Santa Clara yet. So it'll be interesting to see what they have for this game against a very good Chiefs defense that's much better than defending, at defending the pass than Detroit was. But uh, yeah, I was struck by how bad the San Francisco rush defense was, like you're saying. And those fourth down calls, I mean, you know, you just you hate you hate to go on Twitter and, and hear people, you know, not know what they're talking about with that, you know, acting like the the 48 yard field goals are guaranteed from that kicker, which uh, definitely was not the case. Um, you know, so I think it was the right call in both decisions to go for it on fourth down. And um, they were trying to win the game and they knew they needed points. They needed touchdowns and the 49ers are going to score. And sure enough, the 49ers come back from tw- down 24, 17 and win the game. So thing is pretty justified that you need to go out and get as many points as you can. And before I get to Mikey, two things. Please put some questions in the chat if you have any on specific props or specific angles that you're looking at in the chat. And number two, please hit the like button. Mikey, take it away. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was fascinating uh, the way the Lions weren't able to hang on to that game. I know the uh, the fumble from Gibbs was pretty big. San Francisco, you knew it was a matter of time uh, before they were going to get things going there, but they continue to get away with it. Uh, I will say they definitely should have lost that game. They definitely should have lost to the Green Bay Packers, uh, but that is what ultimately what winning teams do is they find a way to win at the end. Uh, so I don't know that I think Brock Purdy will continue to get away with some of the turnover-worthy plays that we've seen from him uh, it, going forward in this matchup coming up. But he has gotten away with just enough of them so far uh, in these last two games. So, you know, a few drops on the other side, the fumble, and that, that's kind of what happened in that game. But really, uh, really pretty surprising to see Detroit not find a way to hang on to that one. And the great thing about gambling Twitter is like whatever you're wondering in your head, uh, somebody is all is all is also thinking about that and posted it. And a couple of interesting items. We talked about the 49ers scraping by. So they're 0-2 against the spread in the playoffs. And now they're the Super Bowl favorite. Well, Cleve TA points out that teams in that spot, 0-4 against the spread in the Super Bowl, failing to cover by 13 and a half points uh, per game. And the other point is, what about the Chiefs, who have covered every single playoff game going in? 3-0 and ATS. I saw David Bierman post on Twitter. There's, that's happened 10 times since 2000. 
And all 10 of those teams have covered the Super Bowl, and he lists them off one by one. So it's interesting. It's not that the market overreacts uh, to one team covering in the playoffs and one team not covering in the playoffs. So far, at least, uh, the trends hold true, and they continue to cover or not cover based on, on how they've done previously. We have to take a break. Uh, and hear from one of our sponsors, but we are going to get right back. We're going to get into props and we're going to get, excuse me, we're going to get into this amazing matchup. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, guys, I want your initial reaction when you first thought about 49ers versus Chiefs. RJ, what was going through your mind? What was going through my mind was the Chiefs would be favored because this is Patrick Mahomes versus Brock Purdy. This is the Chiefs have a better defense right now than the 49ers. And then they have all the experience. They have, you know, the coaching edge. We know what Kyle Shanahan has done on the big stage before. So so to me, it, it seems pretty clear, like the market should be favoring the Chiefs here. So when I saw the Niners favored, not, not just favored, but favored by two and a half on the opening number, I was pretty shocked. I think that's a reflection of what these teams were uh, in week 12, week 14, week 16, and not what they are right now. So it was a pretty, pretty interesting line. Um, I'm interested that it has now been bet back up a little bit from the, the when it came down to 49ers minus one. Now you're seeing one and a halves and twos because it just seems to me knowing it's Mahomes versus Purdy and they have the better defense. Like, what are we doing here? Not making the Chiefs the favorite. Mikey. Pretty much the same thing uh, that RJ said here. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got Kansas City. The quarterback mismatch is obvious. Uh, I don't think that's up for debate for really anyone. Um, in terms of the better defense, you might have been able to debate that for most of the season, but they, we knew the Chiefs' defense was really the reason why they were even still relevant at times uh, this season. So Kansas City's got the better defense. They've got the better coaching staff. Uh, what they don't have is the better skill position players. They don't have Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk to uh, potentially break tackles, rack up big plays. That's where there, there is some separation in the game, but I, I think Kansas City personally should be favored in this as well. I think that you have to treat Kansas City as like a three to four game season at this point. Uh, you've got to give them a ton of credit and a ton of respect for what they've done on the defensive side of the ball. But when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and what he's been able to do in the playoffs, I think that you can totally disregard what you see all that offense do the first 16, 17 weeks of the season. 
One player they won't have is Charles Amenahu, and the chat is all over that. And that is a big impact. You're talking about a 38% pressure rate when he's been in the lineup, seven sacks down the stretch, including the strip sack, and a 33% pressure rate without him. They still have Chris Jones. They still have Karloftis. They still have Mike Dana, uh, who had a good year rushing the passer. But you lose a little bit of that explosive pass rusher. And we look at the injury report. Thank you, Jake, uh, for popping that up on the stream Joe Tooney, to me, is more doubtful than questionable. Uh, torn peck, everything I've seen is, a, is that he's a long shot. Uh, Allegretti played okay, but definitely gave up some more pressures than Tooney would have. Uh, Willie Gay, I'm expecting to be back, and I think that is huge in this matchup. Uh, I think Ambry Thomas and George Kittle, no doubt they're going to play. RJ, any thoughts on this injury screen? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, you know, giving the Chiefs, I'm not going to mark them down anything in my rating for the Omena who lost, you know, he is a solid player, but he's not the key player on that line. Now, if they lost Chris Jones, that's definitely a different conversation. We've seen him in big spots. You could argue that he could have been the MVP in one of those Super Bowls so with how he played in those games, just phenomenal effort in the, these big games here. So I think he's going to be the guy that, that the 49ers will have to key on and because of his interior pressure that he provides, um, that's going to match up poorly for them. They're, they're stronger at the tackles, especially left tackle and so I think Chris Jones is going to be the difference maker in this game and then on the edge they can get by with Dana Karloftis guys like that um, with Jones really pushing the pile there for them Mike any any thoughts on the injuries yeah, I mean, a minute you, you know, you want him out there, of course. Um, I, I don't think it makes any measurable impact in terms of the spread. So, um, as, as RJ mentioned, Chris Jones is someone that matters the most by a significant margin. Uh, I would point out that he could have been the MVP of that game in the AFC Championship, frankly. He, he disrupted that game. And if you watch the three, I say three, they really only had about three great plays, the Ravens offensively. All three of them were plays where Chris Jones was on the sidelines. The thing that was concerning, he did have to take a number of plays off in that game. I'm not worried about it considering the amount of time leading up to this, um, but it was noticeable when he wasn't out there. So definitely keep that in mind in terms of live betting. If something happens to Jones or it seems like he's taking plays off, not a uh, situation that's great for Kansas City because he would matter multiple points to the point spread. And didn't he have that deflection on uh, what looked like a slip screen that would have gone for big yards? Absolutely, yep. That's what he does so well is getting getting those hands out there. Most people think up. His is getting hands out, uh, really impacting those passing lines. Chiefs led the league in batted down passes at the line of scrimmage, and they had three in the first half of the AFC title game. I think this matchup, just with our initial thoughts, comes down to what RJ talked about. Do you believe in a full-season body of work? Or do you believe in the priors uh, in, in the in the what's most recent? And is this a completely new Kansas City team that we've seen the last you know the last month or so? We are going to get in to all of our official plays, part one of our best bets episode. We're going to have a ton more next week live from Vegas. But right now, we do have six to eight official plays. We're going to get to those after we hear hear from one of our sponsors. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Got a great question from the chat about Isaiah Pacheco and what better transition to RJ White. You've got an official play on Pacheco. Yeah, I'm taking him over 69 and a half rush yards. Detroit's defense getting gashed by the run. 100 plus rush yards allowed in five of their last six games after allowing that level of rushing uh, production in only three of their first 13. And Pacheco is a guy with, that's going to get high volume. He's had 15 plus carries in eight of his last nine games. He's had 4.6 yards per rush a season. Um, so if you if you do the math, 15 carries works out to 69 yards there. He's already there. And so he's going against a defense that hasn't been as effective against the run lately. And I think he's going to get a higher volume of that because I think the Chiefs are going to be winning this game. So I expect a 20-carry day from him as San Francisco focuses on not letting Mahomes beat them. And he could even get a long run and get us over because if they're worried about Mahomes, you know, all he has to do is break a tackle. And we know how ferocious of a runner he can be. So to, to you know, knock out a 20 to 25-yard gain and then have a pretty easy time of getting over this. So I think this number should be higher. I think it's going to settle in around 75 and I think he's going to get around to the 80 to 100-yard margin. RJ, uh, before you get into your next pick, two things. One that goes in your favor, which is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire does not seem to break any tackles. Like, as soon as a guy gets near him, he's down. I, I'm just so amazed by how inefficient he is. But on the negative side for your prop, uh, the Chiefs have run the ball inside, the inside zone, and everyone has said, the 49ers are weak defending the outside zone, and we saw what the Lions did uh, running outside. Uh, does that concern you about the Chiefs' run game? It does not. It's not like, you know, the Chiefs are just going to go out and do, you know, they don't know who their opponent is. They have two weeks to prepare for this game. They're going to, they have the bodies, they have great offensive linemen, they have a great running back, and they have the most dangerous weapon uh, in the league, you know, who has been for the last five, six years in Patrick Mahomes that San Francisco really has to focus on stopping. So I think he'll find a way to get it done and um, they'll have some success and pick up some first downs with him. Okay, Mike, what do you think of that uh, prop that RJ gave out? I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I think that if you want to take alternates up to 100 on uh, Pacheco, I think it'd be fine as well. I think that he's going to have a big day and I think they're going to continue to feed him. You know, we've seen times where you don't want to take the football out of Patrick Mahomes hands, but if they're having success at all on the ground, they're definitely going to keep doing it because it's only going to impact what Patrick does with the football in his hands. So, yes, I love Isaiah Pacheco. I think Kansas City's offensive line is incredible, whether Tooney plays or not. Uh, I think that his backup's actually just as good, if not better, in run-blocking formations. I think it's the pass-blocking where the issue is. Uh, so I, I think in terms of the run game, Kansas City's going to have quite a bit of success here. Um, Christian McCaffrey rushing yards is a question from Big Cheesy. Mike, you want to start on that one? It's never fun fading Christian McCaffrey uh, in any way, shape, or form because he is so difficult to bring down and the volume is going to be there. I will lean under on this. The reason I'm leaning under on it is the same reason I lean under on a lot of things when the Chiefs are involved. Patrick Mahomes and that offense have the unique ability to literally take seven to 10 minutes off of the clock at a time. Possessions can be extremely limited. We know Brock Purdy hasn't been perfect. He's had a number of turnover-worthy plays. Kansas City's defense has been great. The scenario that I think happens, Kansas City scores on an opening drive. You have some sort of three and out or an unsuccessful drive. All of a sudden, San Francisco's possessed the ball 
basically three minutes in the first quarter, Christian McCaffrey has two carries, three yards, and now they're in a trailing game script. So I, I'm not touching McCaffrey. I'm not fading him on the receiving yards, but if I were to fade him, it would be on his rushing yards. You know, that scenario is exactly what happened to the Ravens, and they got away from their running game, had, what, five or six running back carries uh, the entire game, totally inexcusable. Um, I also like McCaffrey more in terms of receiving yards this week or, or next week. RJ, what about you on CMC? Yeah, I would lean to the under on him on rushing, like like Mike's saying. I think the more interesting thing is, like, what do you do with his combo line, which I believe is in the 130 range? You know, it seems pretty high to me um, because the Chiefs can keep the ball for a long time and give him fewer touches than than you expect. So I, I like looking under on rushing yards. I also look under looking under rushing attempts. I think that's around 18 and a half, 19, just because this seems like they need to be playing from ahead for him to get to 20 carries. And um, against this defense, I'm not sure that's going to be the case, uh, that they're ever going to get a lead higher than a touchdown. So um, I, my, my priority with McCaffrey would be to play the under on his attempts and then the under on his rush yards. And I'm going to stick with the props here because I think everyone knows which way all three of us are leaning on the side. If you've been paying attention uh, you know, to the first part of this show or to Mikey the last few weeks. And Mikey, why don't you go ahead and give out your prop? It's nice plus money. Yeah, it's a big pro, uh, plus money on this. Um, it's Patrick Mahomes' anytime touchdown. Now, you can find this plus 400 right now. Uh, I think this number would make sense in a lot of regular season games. I don't think it makes sense in a Super Bowl, uh, which is obviously a legacy game at all times. We know that Patrick Mahomes is a very capable athlete. Uh, I know that we're going to see Isaiah Pacheco continue to get a lot of goal line work. But I'm looking at a scenario where it's four, you know, third, fourth in goal. Uh, we're talking seven, eight yard line, not necessarily a Pacheco situation. We've seen him want to scramble at times in the past, having all the additional time off ahead of this game. Uh, I just think the number does not map to his skill set and opportunity uh, against this defense here. So I'll take Patrick Mahomes to score an anytime touchdown plus 400. Love well, it. And I've got a Patrick Mahomes prop that I am on over 36 and a half attempts. And, and it doesn't necessarily conflict with RJ going on over on Pacheco's rushing yards, but I do think they're going to come out throwing. Uh, if, if Steve Wilkes sits back in that soft zone, Patrick Mahomes is going to matriculate the ball down the field eight yards at a time, 10 yards at a time. And I just think we're going to get a lot of attempts. I think they're going to put it in his hands. And then if they do get that lead, uh, then try to pound them uh, with the running game. I love this play over 36 and a half pass attempts. Uh, RJ, do yeah, you let me add something. No, let me add something on Mikey's play. So he he obviously covered the rushing element of that. This is Andy Reid, though. Like, what what percentage do you see of that being a receiving touchdown? You see a little Travis Kelsey under center, you know, and then a little fake fake run up the middle, and then Patrick Mahomes catching a touchdown. Because these guys, I mean, they won two Super Bowls. They're playing kind of with house money. You can see Andy Reid going up to the drawing board with two weeks to play and getting Patrick Mahomes a receiving touchdown in this game. Absolutely can see it. Uh, not only that, you've got another tight end on the roster that was a former quarterback, Blake Bell. Uh, do not forget about him with additional time to prepare because he does what? play snaps. That would be an amazing way to catch that prop uh, with a receiving touchdown. What about Mahomes over 23 and a half rush yards from, from Matthew Abel, in, or I hope I'm pronouncing it right, in the chat? Uh, I'm definitely leaning over on both quarterbacks rushing yards. Uh, Mikey, what do you think about Mahomes rushing? 
I lean to the over. It's not something I'm going to line up to play pregame. Uh, that's something I want to look for more to bet live now that you can bet live player props on a lot of sports books here. Uh, the game script would determine a lot of that for me. If they find themselves trailing, I think it's an absolute lock that he goes over that. Uh, if they're not trailing and they're actually comfortably winning, um, I, I think that it could mostly be Pacheco. But the thing to watch out for is still going to be the kneel downs. Uh, I think that when you see Patrick Mahomes, and especially in some of the more emotional and like higher leverage victories like this sometimes they're not taking one or two yards back we've seen them actually run seven or eight yards back to uh to take the knee down so when you looked at uh the last game that we saw where they had to continue to run plays uh, i don't remember which game it was this weekend but one team had to continue to actually hand the ball off to kill a couple seconds each time they may not elect to do that they may literally have him run around and kill three or four extra seconds. And ultimately he could be talking negative 15 yards uh, on the final kneel downs. Yeah, that's a big risk. I'm on Brock Purdy over 10 and a half rushing yards. Uh, posted this on Sportsline uh, yesterday, up to 12 and a half at a lot of books. That's as far as I would go, but he just rushed for 48. Uh, he looked incredible. That was very decisive uh, making those decisions to run, which I think Lamar Jackson uh, would have benefited from if he had just taken off a couple of times with his elusiveness. Uh, we could be talking about the Ravens in the Super Bowl, but I'm, I'm over that. I'm not going to replay that in my head. Uh, 20 more times, yeah. but Brock Purdy has rushed 11 times uh, in the playoffs. We know how good the pass rush can be from the Chiefs. We know how they blitz. We know how they play man coverage, which can uh, in increase the running uh, from a quarterback. Guys, any thoughts on my play with Brock Purdy? Yeah it, make, yeah, it makes sense um, seeing what he did last week. Um, so we'll see. I think it's a little bit of a different beast with this defense, um, you know, being able to pick it up with these guys that can chase him down, especially if you get Willie Gay out there playing, able to run him down there. So um, so we'll see what the injury report holds holds there. But these big spots, I mean, these the quarterbacks typically get lined too low in, in rushing yards um, in these big spots because, you know, they're they're not worried about their health at this point. There's one game, you know, and there's no there's no tomorrow. So they're going to go pull it up, put it out there and get the first downs that what they need to get them so like playing overs on rush yards typically they typically are too low and especially on those rush attempts so you cover the the scenario that mikey was talking about with the kneel downs yeah and i believe purdy is set at two and a half rushes uh for the favorite uh, which is kind of uh, uh, looks like a very low number. I'm going to stick to my rushing yards. Um, and, guys, we haven't touched on the total. I'm just taking it that nobody has a strong opinion on the total. Uh, I'm going to lean to the under on the on the, the 49ers. Um, you know, the team total 24 and a half right now, minus 130. Hoping to get a little bit higher of a price. I think the, the game total is going to go up. Um, and I wouldn't want to play the game total where it is now. But if it gets into that 49 and a half range, I'm looking to play the under there. Um, but yeah, 49ers are under 24 and a half at minus 130 right now. That's a strong lean for me. Still want to see if we can get a better price there. I just think that the Chiefs defense is going to be the best unit in this game. Mikey on the total. Yeah, slight under lean. Uh, computer likes the under. I kind of think there could be points. Uh, I think a lot of it on the Kansas City side. The thing that bothers me is just some of the additional time and the fact that it's a controlled environment and a dome uh, really helps the kicking game uh, on both sides, really the Niners side a lot, um, but and Bucker as well. So it's a stadium that's been – very familiar to Kansas City. This will actually be their fifth game in this stadium. They're already 4-0 uh, playing against the Raiders there. So 
it's going to be a stay away for me. Um, maybe something in game live. If we don't get any scoring early, I would look to a live over at that point, but not, uh, not where my focus is for sure. Well, where are you going to place all of these bets? Well, how about BetMGM? Bet M- new BetMGM customers, you sign up today, you get $158 in bonus bets. Just place your first wager of at least $5. You get $158 instantly in bonus bets, regardless of the wager's outcome. Use bonus code EDGE158. That is EDGE158. Now, Mikey, I just Venmoed you $120 after Ravens Chiefs. But and, and despite that, Big Cheesy is challenging you to a showdown on the Super Bowl. I'm assuming Big Cheesy wants the Niners minus two in a showdown with you. Do you take showdowns with the chat? Uh, I will with Big Cheesy. I, I've, I've heard that he's been known to pay. So as long as I know that I'm going to get paid probably at, as soon as the game is over. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Well, Big Cheesy, if you're in the chat still and you want the showdown, you got to type right now so that Jake can play the music. We are just going to, yep. Big Cheesy, um, you know, I just, you know, just have the Venmo ready uh, because, you know, Mikey expects it pretty much right at the final horn. No, just kidding. Mikey has never bothered me for the Venmo, and I like to get it out because I want to erase the memory of the loss uh, as quickly as possible. Guys, we have all have official plays on the side of the Super Bowl. RJ, I'm going to start with you. Taking the Chiefs money line, you can find it at plus 108 right now. I got it plus 105, um, you know, on Monday morning or Sunday night, whenever it was. Uh, San Francisco was not ready for Detroit. They got annihilated in the first half before Detroit fell apart in the second half. Uh, that's not going to happen to the Chiefs. You give them a lead, they're going to sit on it. They showed that against the Ravens. It's going to be tough to uh, to to get that done. Uh, the only 4.4 yards for play against the elite Baltimore defense, like we said, but they cranked out first downs and they were very very efficient in the first half and sat on that lead in the second half, like Mikey was talking about. And the key thing, the pass catchers did not drop the ball. That was the major concern from the first half of the year, especially. And they got it done now. There's no more drops anymore. Um, Mahomes is going to have trust in these guys. And then you look at the trenches, and I think Kansas City wins on both sides of the ball in the trenches. Get San Francisco getting gashed by the runs. Spagnola will do what he needs to to generate pressure uh, against Purdy. Uh, 11 of San Francisco's 12 wins were by double digits, but you know the schedule's weaker in retrospect when you go through it. They got wins against teams like Dallas, uh, Philly, Jacksonville, teams that weren't as strong in retrospect as they seem in the middle of the season. So I think San Francisco not being as good as they were down the stretch and Kansas City playing their best ball right now, they should not be catching points. Um, if you can get Kansas City anything plus 100 up, uh, it just seems like a great value here against a team that knows what they're doing and knows how to handle the atmosphere of the Super Bowl um, with their quarterback and basically all the key guys. And Mikey, let's hear your angle on the Chiefs. Yes, Kansas City plus two. Uh, you can find that pretty widely available again right now. Um, look, I think they're the better team here. I think they've got a sizable edge of quarterback. They've got the better defense. They've got the coaching advantage. They're very familiar with this building. Uh, it's very comfortable for them. They get to stay as the home team, get to have the nicer accommodations uh, throughout the week. Um, not that the San Francisco accommodations aren't as nice, you know, aren't on par, but they're, they're definitely not as nice. Um, so I, I like the spot. How are you going to bet against Patrick Mahomes as an underdog when he's been nearly perfect here? 
but it's really the defense. Um, the, this Kansas City defense is by far the best unit that uh, Patrick Mahomes has ever had to work with. I think Pacheco is going to be more healthy. I, I want to say I don't think he was 100% against Baltimore. Uh, I think he's going to be even more healthy and ready to go in this game. They're going to find enough success there. I think Travis Kelsey wants it. I will predict Travis Kelsey retires after the game if they win. Um, I think this is just a, a spot where Kansas City is on a roll right now, and you need to throw out what you saw from them in the regular season because this team that has played the last three weeks is nowhere near representative of what you saw for the first 17 weeks of the season. Yeah, my heart said go with the 49ers. I mean, Kyle Shanahan is a brilliant coach, and I, I really feel for him with how that Super Bowl with the Falcons ended when he lost track of what yard line they were on, and they shouldn't have passed the ball. They should have kicked the field goal and gone up 10 over the Patriots. So my heart kind of said, you know what? It's time for him to finally win one, and the Chiefs have done so much winning. But I agree with you, Mike. This defense is elite, and the last two times Brock Purdy's faced one of these very top-level defenses, talking about the Ravens, uh, the Browns. There was weather in that one. Uh, it didn't go so well. Uh, this is going to be a classic. This is not going to be a blowout. I'm 100% confident of that. But like you guys, I am on the Kansas City Chiefs. I want to thank everyone in the chat for being so active. We are going to be back next week with a bigger episode, breaking down dozens of props. But first, let's get to our best bets recap screen and go down what we have for the Super Bowl. RJ, you want to quickly run through your plays? Yes, I have the Chiefs money line. Just does not make sense to me. They have the better quarterback, better defense, better coaches, and they are the in the experience and they're the underdog here. So love taking them as the the money line underdog. I have Isaiah Pacheco going over 69 and a half rush yards. Think this gets up to 75. I think that the run game is going to be key for Kansas City in a matchup where San Francisco knows they have to stop Patrick Mahomes at all costs. I like Patrick Mahomes to go over 36 and a half pass attempts just because of the 49ers zone scheme. And he has been much better this season against zone. And I feel like the 49ers, they play so little man coverage. I don't think they're going to change everything up uh, just because they're in the Super Bowl. And then Brock Purdy over 10 and a half rush yards. Very impressive uh, to watch his running uh, against the Lions. And I think he's going to have to take off a few times. Because of that good Kansas City coverage, he's going to take off. So I love him over 10 and a half rush yards. In my view, I don't have to worry about kneel downs with Brock Purdy because I think the Chiefs are taking it. Mikey, wrap us up. Yeah, Chiefs plus two here. Like you mentioned, Patrick Mahomes will pick apart a defense that sits in a zone and can't generate a ton of pass rush. Uh, that's where he's going to really thrive here. Uh, when you look at the defense, though, I think they're going to be able to get after Brock Purdy and just simply limit possessions. Patrick Mahomes is going to keep the football. They have no desire to have big chunk plays. They want to play the game literally 10 yards at a time and take that clock down. That's what they're going to do. They're going to have success doing it. Uh, so I think Brock Purdy will literally have to be perfect. They cannot have a turnover, probably can't even settle for a field goal in the first half of the game. If they do, I think they're going to be in trouble. So I like Kansas City plus two here. Uh, and then Patrick Mahomes, anytime touchdown. Again, plus 400, fine number for a regular season game. Does not make sense considering the stakes of this game and the opportunity that he should have. Uh, I had this thing priced all the way down to plus 250. Um, interesting whenever you get an edge that size in terms of an anytime touchdown. Uh, but I, I definitely don't expect this to last and close at 400. I think it'll definitely, I, I would guess it probably closes around plus 300 range. Nice. And Moshe Stern in the chat wants to know about Mahomes completions. I would definitely lean over uh, with a lot, a lot of short completions. 
Guys, thanks for the great info today. We're going to be back next week, Monday from Vegas, a special time. I will uh, announce that on Twitter and Sia Najad will have that on the early edge. Uh, Be back for the early edge tomorrow at 10 a.m. We'll see you next time. 